0: This is the EWN Podcast Network. Welcome to Tech in the Right Direction. This is your source for the latest technology trend shaping the world, along with tips and strategies for maximizing your career in tech. We also bring you interviews with the leading women in the tech industry, talk to youth who are rapidly building their tech knowledge, and review business solutions that will give you insights on how technology is solving business problems. Now, here's your host, Jennifer Didier.
1: Welcome, and thank you for joining me on Tech in the Right Direction. I'm your host, Jennifer Didier, President and CEO of Directions Training. Each week we talk with industry experts about technology trends that are emerging and changing businesses today. The career journey of IT professionals, understanding the world of women in tech, as well as talking to our youth that are rapidly building their technology skill sets. We also review case studies that provide insight into how technology is solving business and world problems. I'm excited about our guests today, so let's get moving in the right direction. This week in our Tech Trends segment, I will be speaking with Eduardo Kastner. Eduardo is the Chief Technology and Innovation Officer at the One Commercial Partner Group at Microsoft Corporation. His team is responsible to define strategy and develop programs to drive technical capacity, practice development, and profitability for the hundreds of thousands of Microsoft partners worldwide. He also leads the technical team supporting the Microsoft partner ecosystem. Welcome to the show, Eduardo. I'm so happy to have you on.
2: Thank you so much, Jennifer. It's a pleasure to be here.
1: Great. So let's just get started. Can you share with us a little bit about your path in technology?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I started uh, quite a few months ago uh, in uh, what used to be EDS. So the large outsourcing company and mm-hmm. uh, working there, I Led a couple of consulting teams. Then I, I ran the outsourcing operation of quite a few uh, customers, about a hundred plus so. And so that was that was incredible because it taught me a lot about uh, about all the requirements of uh, of IT in different industries. And uh, and then I moved and worked in Dell for about five years, and then I've been in Microsoft for close to fifteen years now. So very wow. exciting.
1: That's great. That's great. Yeah, You've seen yeah. a lot of uh, technology through your journey.
2: I, I don't want to say, say where I started, but I did touch mainframes at, that, at some point. Yes.
1: So I, I could go right back there with you to yeah. you know, mainframes and DOS and lots yes, of yes, other yes. old um, programs, yes. but that's fun. Um, so what? What types of technology trends are you seeing today? As you've see, seen so many, you know, trends in the past years and decades, uh, what are you seeing now?
2: So let me back up a little bit because mm-hmm. um, I think it'd be kind of useful to to think about the last last five years and then look forward. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been doing IT in an evolution from centralization to decentralization. And then we we started centralizing again in in massive data centers, and we started creating a, with ITIL, COBIT, and and TOGAF, and all sorts of frameworks, really interesting formal, mature a governance and methods to deliver IT. And I'm not talking about just a single web app. I'm talking about how do you run a a multinational car company, or mm-hmm. or an airline, or a hospital, or or the immigration uh, 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 side of a government, or the taxes, or et cetera, right? I mean, once you start looking at some of these, and you could say, well, that's not necessarily the world. The world is also all the innovation and all the new stuff and and all all, all the uh, internet movement, and, and that was fantastic. But it brought a lot of weight, and it brought a lot of formal process, and it created a lot of careers. And then all of a sudden, uh, when cloud comes in, it accelerates everything way beyond what web did. Because uh, we still had this time to think, time to plan, time to deploy, time to implement, time to put into operations, time to build the process, time to operate. Mm -hmm. And if you collapse all that into, I can do in an afternoon, a fairly complicated deployment of uh, an SAP on Azure architecture. Just to give an example, right? So Mm -hmm. the whole heart of a CRM operation of a large company, and I can deploy it in a couple of weeks, right? Or in a couple of days. Mm -hmm. What happens to all that time that I just talked about? Right, Who, 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 (laughs) who talked to all these people about where did all this time go? The time that I had to architect, to plan, to purchase, to deploy, to build the processes, to train the people, And you know what, the most important one of them all that nobody wants to talk about, the time for all of us to get accustomed to the change, Mm -hmm. the change management process that we all need to go through to accept a new reality in our jobs and a reality in our processes and a way to operate while being secure, compliant and responsible. And so it dawns on a lot of people, well, we don't have that time anymore. And so Mm -hmm. how do you do it? How do you do this in a world where iteration is the norm? And so I think that one of the incredible trends that I'm seeing is this transition from—I'll give you a couple of examples. A provisioning for peak demand, right? I mm-hmm. mean, most people still today in the cloud and on, on on-prem, they will deploy anything—an infrastructure, whether it be a server, storage, whatever—and they'll say, "What's the most I'll need?" And that's what they—that's what they define and deploy. And that's not the right mentality in the web, in the cloud. Sorry, because that in the cloud, you should be right-sizing all the time. You should mm-hmm. be automating to right-size. So the cultural change of deploying for peak demand versus right-sizing is incredibly different. The way you do it as infrastructure versus the way you do it as code.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: the way you implement a CI/CD for your networking scripts is something that most people haven't thought about. They were like, no, that's 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 configuration management that's not cicd i don't need devops for that and so i think that the difference is the speed that's drawing this pressure on all of us to learn how to increase our ability to learn to accept change and to implement responsibly securely compliantly etc so a It is incredible pressure with technology, I understand. It's incredible velocity and all that is super exciting. But when you talk about the human aspect of this, very few people talk about that. And I think it's actually one of the biggest strains and biggest blockers or biggest accelerators that that a company can have to their success.
1: I love that. I think um, you hit it right where we need to be thinking about trends moving forward because When we talk about migrating to new technologies uh, from a training side, I'm always focused on the change management, communication management. The adoption comes from there. And people don't like change. You know, they're resistant to change. So if you're not preparing them for the change and for the new way of doing technology, then you're missing the mark.
2: I think it's part of think about moving houses. If you don't like moving houses, and you like a very heavy footprint, right? Mm-hmm. And that's a nice way to say that you like a lot of stuff. <laughs> then uh, then uh, me telling you that you're gonna go into military lifestyle and move every two years, every six months, every three years, from one house to another, it's gonna give you palpitations. It's yeah. gonna be like, I don't wanna do that. That's not right. the life I wanna lead. Right. And some people are going into that motion right now with IT, they're saying, mm-hmm. That's not the life I wanna lead. This is not, you know, my investments in IT, and that's why some board of trustees, some CEOs are having the same wow moment because they're saying I wasn't prepared to do investments in IT recurrently. I was prepared to do investments in IT as an I buy the building and I live in it, right? right. The old and, way. Well, I'm not gonna say the old way. I'm gonna say there's some businesses that, that can sustain that model but then in any disruptive industry or any industry that's getting disrupted and it's it's two different statements but i think i think it's both of them are clear you have to come in and say is that is that the industry I want to lead is that the PL model i want to have mm-hmm. is that the revenue i want to have not not are those the savings i'm looking for is that the tco i desired mm-hmm or a how much am I going to reduce budget next year in other words it is not a race to cheap it's a race to grow your revenue and your margins right. and so if the focus is all a, how do I make it cheaper then yeah you can sustain forever and ever and, and live in it until until it crumbles
0: mm-hmm.
2: but if the focus is how do I compete better how do I grow then definitely you have to build a completely different muscle but also a different company culture
1: Agreed. The um, the cloud is just changing that whole world. So you know, many of the jobs, job roles that we have today, they didn't exist a few, even a few years ago, and there's a huge gap in skill set in the market today. So, what do you think we can do as an industry to better bridge that gap?
2: Well, three things that I'm very keen on. Uh, the first one is um, I'm keen on not, I mean, I'm, I'm growing into not calling it a skills gap Mm -hmm. because I think, I think, and this is brand new that uh, by calling it that we're trying to say we didn't have the skills before, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so there's a gap, right? So we got to get new skills. This is like, this is like, we didn't have cars, so we got to go buy new cars. Uh, But the truth is we've had incredibly professional, dedicated, and, and efficient people in the IT industry for years and yet we haven't invested in them investing in their training investment in their development investment in their being updated investing in their careers has been has been a slow motion mm-hmm. and has been maybe seen as a benefit from hr nothing wrong against hr but just as in as in the sense of yeah you know just give him this benefit as well right Mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. it's part of the job it's it's a competitive it's a competitive move but you don't necessarily see it as a key strategic motion to -hmm. drive the company's revenue which is a completely different conversation yes and so when you look at it that way if you would be investing in grabbing all your virtualization administrators or all your developers and converting them into cloud solution architects and mm-hmm. cloud architects and cloud administrators and, and data scientists and data administrators, you would find out that all your DBAs, all your database administrators could very easily transform themselves either into a cloud platforms, or or big data or data warehousing people. Because that's where the talent comes from.
0: Mm-hmm. But
2: you need to invest in them. And so there's two choices here. And this is the answer to your question. Uh, choice one, I go and hire yours. Because I think it's cheaper right? Mm -hmm. So you you go invest in them, you go train them and then I go and take yours Mm -hmm. or I go and take one that's out there, right, looking. And then all we're doing is we're driving the market to be, again, have a gap and and, and have less skills and Mm -hmm. and expensive for everybody, etc. Right? But also not sustainable. Option B, I invest in my own and I grow from outside and I work with universities and I work with a technical schools and i work with uh, people on on a uh, desire of changing careers and i build on apprenticeships so mm-hmm. i just said three things i said i build on my people
1: mm-hmm.
2: i build on my local environment and, and schools and, and and new talent and i build on talent that wants to restructure and you do those three and the balance for me is my people big time first right i invest in my people and if you do that then the skills gap doesn't look like a skills gap it looks like a well designed bridge and you're just, you know you're just crossing it right right but but it's a very di- big difference between trying to jump it over because i see people trying to jump over the gap and i see people building bridges and just crossing and not making not making a big deal out of it mm-hmm. right so it's a, it's really a question of whether you are willing to invest in it and do the motions, or whether you're gonna, you're just gonna purchase. And if you purchase, it's faster, but it doesn't drive retention or loyalty, and it also doesn't drive a understanding of your environment, or the critical aspects of understanding the workloads and the and the security and compliance that your company may need. So it it is a, a little bit of a backfire too. Sorry, I went mm-hmm. off deep on that one. I
1: got no, say. no, no. That's great. That's great. And your uh, thought process is just amazing on investing in your people, but not just investing to invest, but really looking at that strategic goal to grow your revenue, to grow your business, and that's the key piece that I think a lot of organizations are missing in the skill set of their people because um, they might give them, you know, something for their job role. Uh, just to keep them trained and relevant and current, but they're not looking at the enti- entire organization's strategic goals, which I think is so critical. Agreed. Now, Agreed. now what, what do you think is the value of certification in, in training today? Because, you know, we have a lot of organizations have a mixed feeling about certification. They, they don't want to provide certification for their organizations for their people, because they feel they're going to lose them, and somebody's going to grab them and give them more money, um, and others feel very strongly about having that industry stamp of skill set that says, "Yes, you know the material." What are, What is your thoughts on that?
2: Well, I should look up this quote by Henry Ford. I think it's Henry Ford. Okay. So, I may go public on this podcast <laughs> and be wrong twice. Not not, not good, right? But uh, I think it's Henry Ford who said, "Would you rather ha- train your people and have them leave, yes, or not train them and have them stay?" Mm-hmm. Uh, sure, don't don't raise your kids because you know they're gonna they're gonna. Uh, uh, misbehavior, <laughs> right? <laughs> Don't invest in your house because it's gonna break down at some point. Yeah, that that mentality just doesn't work with me. I, I know I'm being a little strong-willed on that one and a little hard-spoken, but, but you can't. You can't go about desiring change, wanting to lead, and saying, "But I won't invest the effort or the time." Look, look, certification is not a golden key to anything it's another motion right some people prefer to read some people prefer to learn online some people prefer to see podcasts some people mm-hmm. prefer to to do an exam because it puts a point in time where i need to learn x amount so it's a forcing function mm-hmm. and it's also a method of skill verification so i don't you know i like to say skill verification people go like oh you're being fancy i'm like no it's it's a method to verify that you learned something in an old-fashioned way because that's what it is right it's a sit down and, and just Show it to me somehow. Right. Mm -hmm. In labs and questions and whatever. Hackathons. Good. You also have people that like to do meetups and you have people that like to participate in communities and you like people that uh, go to go to courses. And I think the highest form of learning is you have people that like to teach and then people that like to do in their job. Right and learn mm-hmm. as an apprenticeship and job, and uh, I would hope that you can try because it'd be a lot of fun to wrestle with you on, on on disagree with me that all of them are valid or invalid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not true. It's 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 not one right. If you need you need the whole continuum, and everybody learns across the whole continuum. So saying that one motion is going to do it, or one motion is the one that's going to have your your best employee leave. No, the best employee is going to leave. at some point sometime Mm -hmm. and whether it be for a greater career opportunity or for a life purpose or for a life circumstance or just because they're retiring and you never Mm -hmm. know Mm -hmm. and and you can't plan like that right so i'd say invest twice and then good things are going to happen because you don't we don't know what's going to happen anyway so so why why look at it that way i i think it's the optimism that will get us there
1: Completely agree. Completely agree. I think um, there are very strong statistics that show that you know training and investing in your people increases retention rather than the other way around. And so um, the investment in your people can never; it, they will produce for you. So it is really, really, really important for. I'll
2: tell you. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you a story. Sorry, I interrupted you while you were talking. No, no worries. I'll tell you a story about this small company. I don't, I don't want to say names or where, but I met this very small company that told me two things. They said, first, we like to have the people that are the best trained and the best out there. We like to have less people than customers. And, and I raised an eyebrow and said, what do you mean? They said, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we like to be fully automated. And if it doesn't exist out there, we'll build it. I'm mm-hmm. like, regardless of whether it comes tomorrow from somebody else, they're like, regardless. We will always work to be the best automated, and we will always tend to be uh, delivering the best customer experience, and we will always tend to be uh, the best trained. Mm-hmm. And, and they haven't stopped growing in 100% increments year after year. That's amazing. And I, I don't want to say that this is every industry, every company, but the philosophy was amazing, and you could mm-hmm. feel it. It was palpable in the offices of how really. people were engaged and excited. And so I think the answer to what we were talking about is where would you like to be? In an environment that is that is, to a degree stagnant mm-hmm. or in an environment that's thrilling and exciting and, and innovating. And again, some industries don't need that level of speed. So it's also appropriate to say, no, it's not one speed for everybody.
0: Mm-hmm. But
2: you have to actively determine where you wanna be because nobody is a, a, you know, you, you can't you can't say I didn't do it and then I wasn't I w- it wasn't my plan, right? Right,
1: right. No, Sorry. that's very true. Very true. Um, so where do you see technology in five to 10 years? I know this is a loaded question because you know, if I think, (laughs) if I think back five to 10 years, I don't know that I could have predicted where we are today. It's amazing and it's moving so fast. So what are some of your thoughts?
2: How about I don't answer that question (laughs) and I'll answer a different question, which is, I don't think three years ago, anybody could have said what we're doing right now with AI. Mm hmm. And so anybody who asked this question 3 years ago would have been just like you said dramatically wrong. Right. But not not like a little bit wrong, but horribly wrong. Now, <laughs> I don't mind being I don't mind being wrong, but being horribly wrong is something I prefer <laughs> not to do on a polite day. So so how about I tell you that number one a I don't see the speed going away anywhere. Mm-hmm. So it it's a it's a you know Sit down, put on your seat belt, because this is just going to be just as fast. Right. Second is, I think it is going to be a, I mean, the, I, I saw the other day this company who is providing a mobile trading platform for stocks in the U.S. and they're doing it with a no fees, no minimum, wow. and you don't need an account. And so imagine how much that disrupts, Disrupts, a, yeah. but such an incredibly, a, a formal, strong industry, like the financial industry, right? The investment industry. And mm-hmm. so what I'm trying to say is, no, I don't think we all know where we're, where we're going to end up. But number one, I think that uh, the key focus we got to have in the next, I wouldn't say five years, I'd say one to three years. Mm-hmm. It's on ethics. It's mm-hmm. on responsibility, it's on compliance, and it's on, on being appropriate. Mm-hmm. And being appropriate for me is a little bit more on the personal side, but let me talk about the ethics side. For, for Microsoft, and, and I can tell you that for myself, eh, just as an individual, it's incredibly important that for the sake of us and our children, we understand eh, how the responsibility we have to handle ethics, ethics in AI, which is a hot topic. Mm-hmm. Ethics, I would say in IT. Uh, there's a whole bunch of really good uh, content from Brad Smith, uh, uh, from Microsoft. There's mm-hmm. a whole bunch of content in the industry. There's a whole bunch of, uh, of uh, organizations worldwide that are driving these topics. And I think all of us have to stand behind it because as it's a as a professionals in this industry, we are the sole responsibles for for driving ethics and driving a IT to be used appropriately and correctly for mm-hmm. the benefit of all. So so that I think that's the one of the key topics that we have to put front and center, right? And then after that you could talk about innovation and excitement and what's the newest gadget. And I encourage you to go see the release for Surface that we have in December. That's super cool. And look at our newest services. And by the way, I wasn't kidding about the new devices and Surface. They're actually mind-blowing. But I <laughs> the point can't is, wait. <laughs> all that is cool, But, you know, I think that the ethics part is the key center that we have to focus on.
1: I love that. I think ethics is so critical, especially in this day and age and the future where we are handling so much data, right? Everything is connected between connected devices, IoT, AI, machine learning, all of those things. Ethics is so critical and privacy goes right along with it. You know, privacy, data privacy, just doing the right thing. Being appropriate, I think all of the things that you touched on are so critical, and I'd love to see more and more governance around that in the near future.
2: Absolutely, uh, you know, uh, for me as a as a closing remark, if you allow me, mm-hmm. uh, skills is a super important uh, foundational conversation culture is an incredible foundational conversation a business strategy based on these two is an incredible foundational conversation it's everything we just talked about
0: mm-hmm.
2: but uh, but talking about uh, responsibility and the ethics behind it that addresses fairness that addresses reliability and safety that addresses privacy and security that uh, that addresses inclus- inclusiveness and mm-hmm. transparency and that drives accountability, that is paramount for us to have a working functional environment that we're all proud to live in. And I if love you that. ask me, that's the center of it.
1: I agree completely, 100%. So this is another tough question uh, with technology, Today, we have so many devices. I know I have multiple devices. I'm sure you do as well. And they're all competing for our attention. How do you deal with that distraction? How do you create balance? Everybody's looking for that magic recipe. Oh, um, wow. What, what's your thoughts? So how, for you personally, how do you do it?
2: <laughs> well... Well, I may be a little bit old school in certain aspects, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I think it's a it's a question of decisions, right? You have to decide. Uh, you're never going to be completely informed, so don't try. Mm-hmm. And you're never going to be updated all the time on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, etc. Mm-hmm. You're never going to be caught up. <laughs> and mm-hmm. you're never going to read all the books you want.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And you're never going to spend all the time you want with your family. And you're never going to finish reading emails. Yep. (laughs) So for me, there's a couple of things that I've learned from some super smart people before me. So I'll pay respect to them and homage and I'll say, your inbox is not your to-do list. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: And and Instagram and Facebook are not the way you make friends. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: And nothing beats spending time with your family and your loved ones. Mm -hmm. There's nothing more important, you know. And, uh, and uh, being present at work and being responsible and being uh, impactful. Uh, uh, the good old saying of people will not remember what you said. Mm-hmm. And they won't remember, uh, they may remember what you did, but they'll always remember how you made them feel.
1: Absolutely.
2: And so I think that this just grabbing a couple of principles, like I said, because I don't want to, I'm not trying to write a book on this, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a, you know, having a couple of key components to this and uh, deciding how you manage your time, which is the precious resource that we're talking here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a skill. It's a life skill. And I am far from mastering it. Way yeah. far. All of us but are. But I think that being aware of it and then, and then deciding purposefully what you're going to do and when. And then prioritizing accordingly and sticking to your guns i think that is that is the decisions that go well and is that always better for your career or for your personal life or for whatever it's never good for everything but you, you have to you have to make your choices
1: and you have to create boundaries like you said you yeah. know create yeah. your rules and then follow them and stick to yeah. them yeah. and
2: i didn't talk about devices because for me it doesn't matter if i'm doing a email or Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or watching a movie or reading a book on a phone on a reader or on the laptop or on the TV it it doesn't matter it's the same activity right
1: and you're not present if you're somewhere else so uh, yeah so those are distractions you're right it doesn't matter which device
2: Um,
1: so let's talk a little bit about learning Um, do you think Professionals, IT professionals, are changing the way they learn today than a f- from a few years ago.
2: Yeah, I'd repeat what I said before on the on the framework of people start reading and end up doing a doing it on their jobs, right? I th- I went through it and and again I think I think it was we we had it very established, right? Mm-hmm. You get a manual, you go to a course, you take a cert, and that was it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Those were the three things that. Legacy mentality, right? How you do it. And uh, and today, there's people that learn just by going to hackathons or going to meetups every week. And that's just as effective. So I think, yeah, I think there's a lot of different formats of learning. and super exciting. And I think you just have to find which one is the best and most efficient way for you. Because it's a personal preference, but also is a cognitive decision in the sense of, hey, I'm better at doing a web course and I pay more attention than going to a course or, mm-hmm. or you know what, if I don't go to a course, I just don't pay attention. I just don't do it. Right. Or a, for me, the best thing is an exam because it puts a date of when I have to finish this else. I never finish. Mm-hmm. So whatever works for you. Right. But I think that we've gone from monochrome to, to whole rainbow colors of, of, of methods that you can learn. And, uh, and you should be super creative about, about what, what makes you more efficient.
1: Yeah, we're finding um you know we're so excited that there's so many different modalities for learning today that serve different people differently depending on like you said what they like how they learn uh what sensories they use by doing by seeing by you know um reading all of those things so um, so we we love that there are these modalities and a blended approach seems to be working really well. Uh, we're looking at, you know, more on-demand or online learning for more of the foundational skills and then in-person with an instructor for some of the more advanced skills where you can do, um, like you said, hackathons, um, you know, workshops, those types of things in a group setting where you're working with your peers and solving problems and creating different scenarios, those have been really, really successful because learning by doing today is really the best way of learning, I think, um, just because you really get that hands-on approach, which is, uh, you know, really great for retention.
2: Agreed, agreed. Yeah.
1: Um, Alright, so in closing, um, I know our audience will also consist of IT professionals that are starting out today. What advice would you give, give them uh, if they are just starting a career in technology?
2: Well, first of all, I'd say a, find an amazing mentor or a great manager. Mm-hmm. More than exactly the position that you want, right? because uh, if you find somebody that's that's a uh, that's uh, encouraging and and uh, innovative and can teach you how to how to jump into this bandwagon which is moving super fast uh, I think the apprenticeship side is 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 what i'm going after a little bit right mm-hmm. not completely but a little bit so mm-hmm. so you know participate in a couple of programs Find a great manager. Find a great, exciting team that that really gets gets you going. And then a, there's such a myriad of jobs that now are related to IT that just you know didn't exist when we started. Right mm-hmm. when we started, there were or four or five, and then a couple of management roles. Right. And now uh, you can be technical in so many depths, and you can be technical in so many specialties, and you can be so many degrees of technical, right? Super deep right. versus a generalist versus whatever, a, or a developer, an administrator, or. And so trying to say everybody should go to a data a data scientist and machine learning, I think is incredibly wrong, right? Mm-hmm. Or sh- next shiny object. Because next shiny object is changing every second day. So so I'd say find an incredible team and and an amazing manager that will invest in you, that will let you grow and flourish and and deliver your best work. And that will give you the platform of success for everything we talked about. Uh, Without that platform of success, I think it's incredibly hard to find your steady pace of growth, your excitement, your, your mojo, right?
1: and having those things in place also lets you find your passion which is so important
2: exactly and the second thing because it's the theme of the talk but also because i believe in it deeply Mm -hmm. uh, invest investing yourself continuously learn Mm -hmm. all the time learn whichever method you want you will need to follow some of the some of the standards right so take some courses take some certs all that is good but uh, definitely learn all the time become a life learner
1: yes continuous learning very important i say if you stop learning you you're dead (laughs) so great well eduardo it was such a pleasure to have you on the show thank you so much for your time i truly appreciate it
2: thank you it was amazing to be here appreciate it
1: and now an exclusive offer for our listeners
0: From IT skill enhancements to end user adoption training, Directions Training is your resource to help optimize the effectiveness of your technology investments. Over half a million students have taken advantage of our wide selection of technology and business training solutions covering the most popular applications today, such as Microsoft 365, Azure, Windows 10, and more. As a podcast listener, we invite you to take advantage of an exclusive offer. Receive 30 days of free access to our Microsoft official curriculum on-demand courses for IT professionals or end users. Visit us at www.directionstraining.com slash podcast to claim this offer today. Hurry, this offer is only available for a limited time. Success is a journey. Ask for directions. Thanks for listening to Technology in the Right Direction, your source for the latest technology trends shaping the world. To download this week's show or listen to past shows, visit Directionstraining.com forward slash podcast. Past shows are also available at EWNpodcastNetwork.com, as well as through iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. To find out how to be a guest on the show, visit Directionstraining.com forward slash Until next time, we hope that technology takes your business in the right direction. Calling all speakers. E-Women Network has speaking engagements all over North America that must be filled. Are you a gifted messenger, author, expert, or successful entrepreneur that can help women entrepreneurs grow their businesses?